Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. Before we get started, we want to tell you about the Wally phone case. If you've been here for a minute, you know we love our Wally. It has a wallet pocket in the back that stores my cards, as well as a loop for my finger that I honestly could not live without anymore. And they have the cutest designs with leather thread detail. And I seriously think that it saved my phone from a few drops before. Totally. We absolutely love our Wally phone cases. All of you who have been listening for a while, many of you have bought them and we're so grateful. So while you're listening to this episode, go head over to wallycases.com. That's W-A-L-L-I cases.com. And at checkout, enter code MOMVOICE for 15% off your total order. All right, on to the show. Okay, guys, well, we have a really fun episode for you today. First time we've ever done anything like this, but we have collaborated with Nina from the Mama Knows podcast to bring you an episode today about mom friends, mom dating, making, keeping mom friends. Yes. As you all know, making and keeping mom friends can sometimes be hard and we get a lot of questions about it. So we're so excited to sit down with Nina and for you to hear this interview that we did with her. Yes. Nina is a mom of two, wife, nurse, and social media influencer that talks all things motherhood, mental health, relationship, and body love. Nina has a huge following on all the socials, TikTok, Instagram, and women show up to see how she shows how to dress a mid-sized body. She owns it and she's beautiful. And then she has a wonderful podcast where she really celebrates women and their season of life and enjoying each stage. I know. I've listened to her podcast for a little bit now, and I've really enjoyed it. And we want to encourage you to go check it out. It's the Mama Knows podcast. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, But something really neat about Nina also is she's a refugee of war, has lived in the U.S. for over 20 years, speaks three languages. And I'm just super impressed by her. I'm excited that we get to sit down with her and like collaborate, bring you guys a new voice, another perspective. And I just love this topic. Let's dive in. Lauren and Sarah, I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. This topic is such a good one. And to be honest with you guys, this was all Lauren and Sarah's idea, this topic, and I'm here for it. Uh, (laughs) We are too. It's one we get asked about a lot, a lot, a lot. And so we are so excited to be here and talk with you about it. Yeah, it's very fitting with like just coming out of a pandemic. And before we jump into our topic, I have a question for both of you. What is something in your life right now that you are doing really awesome at and something that you're struggling with? So funny enough, Nina, on our show, we wrap it up every single week with what we call our hit and miss of the week, which is kind of this. It's kind of like our mom win for the week and our mom fails. And I Our listeners know me personally, I'm heading into the summer months, like, I don't know, just not feeling super organized, not feeling super put together, like in all aspects of my life, like mentally, emotionally, like physically, everything. I think summer kind of snuck up on me a little bit. And so that's definitely something I'm struggling with is like, I want it to be this amazing, like successful summer with my kids, but it's just like snuck up on me. So I'm trying to get my head around that. And then as far as like what I feel like I'm doing good at, man, that's a hard question for me. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to give myself like a lot of grace and praise sometimes. But I do think that I've made a really good effort lately, like when I'm around my children and I'm not at work or not podcasting or something, I try not be on my phone. I try to not be on social media or like I'm trying to be engaged with them and like really be present because 
my baby is going to kindergarten in the fall. I know my baby. And so Lauren said to me a little while back, like, you got to soak him up. And so I don't know. That's something I I do feel like I'm doing pretty good at right now. Yeah, I think the thing that maybe I'm doing semi-okay at right now is probably kind of just um, getting organized at my house. Like, I feel like we have just kind of taken a few projects and closets under our, our wing and just kind of finished out some things that have been really helpful as well as like coming into summer, just kind of getting the house organized. I feel like I have a little bit of extra time right now that I can kind of clean and do those little little odds and ends that I've been really wanting to get done and just never finding the time. So that's been super helpful. And we were just joking that Sarah's very much the type A. She's the very organized, clean one. So that's not always my forte. So the fact that's getting underway is huge. Um, And the thing that I'm lacking in right now is just, and Sarah and I have talked about this so much too, and I'm sure all women are nodding and we're probably eye rolling at the same time, but it's probably like just my physical, like I don't feel my best going and diving into summer. I've gained a few pounds over the spring. I definitely just am like struggling with the whole emotional and mental part of that of just like, okay, here we are and it's summer and it's swimsuit and I don't feel my very best, but I'm actively doing things right now to get back to the gym and eating better and getting going with macros and trying to do all the things. But I kind of feel like that got away from me and um, and that's okay. Like I, I'm trying to do my best to get back on track and I feel good about doing actively doing things to, but I just don't quite feel ready in that way for summer, you know, the swimsuits, the the all. Yeah. I love that. I I can definitely relate to both of you. 100%. I mean, what about you, Nina? If you could say right now. Sure. Sure. So for me, I talk about mental health a lot on my page, on my social media. And right now, one of my biggest wins is setting boundaries. I've been practicing it for about a year and I feel good. I feel confident in the boundaries that I'm setting and I'm feeling less guilt about the boundaries that I'm setting. And when I say boundaries on me, I mean like relationships and also with my kids and myself. Um, Something that I'm kind of struggling with, actually, just like you, Lauren, I gained like 10 pounds this spring, which is, ugh, I don't know, maybe it was winter into spring, but I'm on some medication for depression and anxiety, and I don't I don't want to blame it on that. But like it kind of came out of nowhere and I'm feeling really discouraged. So um, working on that also, I actually just shared today with my girls on Instagram that I'm working with my therapist on a food scale. Like I'm trying to focus on intuitive eating based on a food scale because I've never in my life known to listen to my body or how to listen to my body. So. That's something I'm working on. I love that. And I can relate in way too many ways. And so Mm -hmm. I feel you, Nina. Oh, my gosh. Well, we are so excited to talk about the topic of mom friends today. Is this something that you've covered yet? I don't think it is on your podcast. I haven't. This This is the first time. Okay. Well, we get asked about this, like I said, quite a bit. To give you a little background, Lauren and I have been best friends since college. We're probably a little older than you when I, you know, look at things, but we met out here in Arizona like 15, how many years? 17 years ago? Yeah. Too long, like way too long ago. And um, we were college roommates and then we've just kind of always been in each other's lives. Um, She got married before I was. And so different life phases. It's kind of funny how friends just kind of come and go, but some kind of stick around. Um, And then we happened to end up having our children around the same time, not planned at all. But um, yeah, we've always been friends and it's very much morphed into like a mom friend, mom community. And I guess it's just something that I'm coming to learn in my 30s now that Maybe I've taken it for granted a little bit having her around and that a lot of women really do struggle with having mom friends, especially, you know, if they move and they're not around family or, you know, they're not around the people they grew up with or have like that comfort zone. It can be really intimidating. It can be really lonely, very isolating. And so we've done a few things here and there on our podcast to talk about it, like Q&As. We'll answer questions here and there about it. 
But yeah, I just thought it would be awesome to like get your input too, because you relocated. When did you relocate to the Midwest, Nina? Well, so I was really young. Um, I'm from Europe originally, Eastern Europe. And I was, I think, 10 years old, but I moved to Janesville, uh, Wisconsin, a tiny little town. I guess it's not really a tiny town, but I moved there when I was 12 and then moved around a lot for like college and whatnot. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my first, I moved to a really small town. And I don't know about you, but small towns tend to be a little clicky. And it's hard. It was really hard for me. I was one of the first out of my friends to be pregnant and at least friends that were like close by. And so it was scary to be pregnant alone and um, think uh, to have kids, young kids alone and not have anyone to relate to me in that season of life. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was around 2018 and then COVID hit. Right. And then COVID hit. That's like really hard, Nina. I, I mean, I can only imagine. I think in those first few months, year of postpartum, you're just like pure survival. So obviously, like, that's not even on your mind frame. But then you're ready to kind of get back to it. And then the pandemic hit. So like, I mean, yeah, kind of how have you juggled that? How has that been for you kind of post, you know, baby pandemic, all of it? That's a lot for a woman. Yeah, for sure. So just like probably for you, it was very lonely and very difficult. And as a first time mom, I had postpartum anxiety with my first and he was just getting into toddlerhood as the pandemic was hitting and he was getting to be more difficult, like big emotions and whatnot. And I found a lot of comfort in social media. And I know this is something we're going to touch on today, but I found a lot of comfort and community in social media. And luckily, I have a neighborhood that's all young moms. Like my, are we young? Are we considered young anymore? I don't know. Yes, you're young. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> so um, literally my next door neighbor has a daughter the same age as my son. And then every house in the neighborhood, our kids are all the same age and they play. So I like kind of like you said, uh, Sarah, that I feel like I've taken some of my mom friendships for granted because I don't necessarily know what it feels like to not have mom friends. I I know what it feels like to feel lonely in like a pandemic and isolation and in motherhood. But as far as mom friends, I feel very, very lucky. No, I actually am really fortunate too to have like just built in buddies because of the neighbors. And that's like such a comfort and really good families that I like really admire and trust, which is so comforting that my kids get to be around that. So I do as well find that to be so special and unique. And I know not everyone has that. So I try to stop and recognize like how fortunate my, fortunate my kids are to have that kind of network and support as well, like you just to have kind of that guarantee and, and surrounded by some good people. And so that, but I know like not everyone is in that situation and a small town. I can't even imagine. I actually visited a small town this weekend, super small. And sometimes I like put myself in that. I'm like, I could like love this for so many reasons and just the quiet and like, and my kids maybe even like relying more on themselves and each other. But then also like, I just love that they have like a community and a little, you know, like I said, built in buddies. And so it's like, there's pros to both. I have a question for you too, Lauren and Sarah, since both of you have been friends for so long. And like you said, you haven't been in that many situations where you didn't have a mom friend, quote unquote. Have you been in a situation where you've had to make new friends or different friends and had to put yourself out there to gain friendships in motherhood? So a thousand percent. Yes, I did not grow up here. So I I grew up in Texas and I moved here. And so I don't really have any family here to kind of fall back on. Lauren has been very gracious since I've known her. And she has four sisters and kind of like built-in mom friends, kind of. (laughs) Um, And she's very much included me in things. But the first time this happened in my life was when she got married before I did. And then she had her oldest. She became a mother before me. And I didn't have any kids yet. We were just kind of off a little bit, like in stages of life for a minute. And 
that was the first time I didn't really have, I was not single. I was married, but I didn't have a child. And I kind of was forced to go kind of make some other friends because we were just doing different things at that point in time. Like we were still friends. What am I trying to say? Like you were very much in baby mode with Tristan. And, you know, so I can remember literally like, it's almost like dating. It literally is. It's like mom dating. Like we joke about it where you're literally like asking for somebody's phone number, like, hey, let's meet up for lunch. And so I totally did. And I made one of my best friends today during that time in my life. And she's now friends with Lauren too. But I can just remember, yeah, like, you know, when you meet somebody, if they're like one of your people, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, it literally is like, I don't want to make it sound like it's um, attraction, but it's kind of attraction. Like you just kind of know if you guys gel and if you are like on the same wavelength. And so I, yes. And you're anyway, I very much took the approach at that point of like exchanging numbers. I can remember we went to Chili's so funny for our first like mom lunch date, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it was like, we were just friends from there. And then she became friends with Lauren and now we're all great mom friends and everything. So that was one time. And then another time happened when I had, I had two of my children and we moved like 30 minutes North of where we live now. So I moved away from Lauren just enough to where I didn't see her enough. You know what I mean? And I moved to a place that didn't have as many children. It was much more of like, not, I wouldn't say elderly, but like more like teenage kids, more established neighborhood, things like that. Not so many young couples. And that was a hard time for me. I went from like raising my babies with Lauren and our friends and all the things to doing play dates at Chick-fil-A and all the stuff to like just being by myself. And like nobody's even at the parks because there's just not that many kids. Do you know what I mean? And so same thing. I, from church, I found a handful of girls. And again, it's like just, okay, putting myself out there and like going to lunch with people. And sometimes it's like, that's a bummer. Like I, you just feel like there's no momentum and you're like, okay, well we can be friends, but like, they're not going to be like one of your like besties. So I have definitely had to put myself out there way too many times. Way too much. Don't they have an app now for mom meetups or like, I, I feel like I've read or heard something about that. I have a friend who's single in, in a city she's never lived in before. And she's on Bumble for women like you meet friends on there yeah I've heard of a few apps and features too where you can like set up like yeah community play dates or kind of connect and I do think that's genius I mean in this day and age I mean and and like we say over and over it's just kind of a necessity for women to come together and to connect like that like women as women we need that our husbands not so much I feel like men could just like go with their day to day and just just be fine with their norm but the women we like really need that social that connection that like you know kind of unity with other women yeah I agree and I honestly we talked about this before we started this interview just so you guys know I'm a very type b person so for me to like get organized on an app and sit there and find friends that's just not my jam I I, well agreed (laughs) agreed so like I don't know I think the app thing is genius but I also feel like I'm at I don't know if I would do that. Right. If I, I, you would sign up. I, I get that. Um, what about you? Do you, Nina, have a time that or an experience you can think of that like you really kind of had to put yourself out there to kind of, you know, either meet someone or kind of start a social calendar for yourself or your children? Yeah, for sure. So when we moved into our neighborhood, it was a very new neighborhood. All the houses were brand new. Nobody knew each other. And it was in the dead of winter. It was December. There was snow. And most of us were just having babies. So no one was really out socializing. And um, as my toddler, I didn't. So I have my neighbor friends, but we didn't really become friends, friends until like the first or second or the second summer I lived here. So my son was already over one years old. And what I felt so lonely at times. So what I did Um, I was at the time working full-time as a nurse. So I was working 12-hour shifts. And on my days off, I would take my son to the library, the local library, or they had this open gym tumbling thing. And I actually met a few mom friends through that. And kind of like you said, Sarah, 
you just know who you vibe with and who you know you're going to continue to be friends with. And in motherhood, it is a season of life that you can't just be good friends with everyone. You you just really have to be accepting of the fact that some friends are just the friends that you talk to like once every couple months and some friends you talk to because you are neighbors. And maybe if you weren't neighbors, you wouldn't talk as much and that's okay, right? So for me, um, I met some women at the library. We chatted and we would see each other every week. And then eventually when the weather got nice, my neighbors and I like awkwardly were like, hey, you should come over and like play with us. So definitely had to put myself out there. I'm naturally an extrovert. I'm naturally someone that's can easily have a conversation. So I feel like I I'm very lucky in that sense. But if I could definitely see how some women aren't comfortable in that situation. Oh Yeah. So I would say like, I think a lot of people would be shocked to hear that I would even consider myself an introvert. I don't, you would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren is definitely an extrovert, but like my comfort zone is like so far. Like I just, oh my gosh, it just stresses me out thinking about having to go make new friends. I don't know. It just is. Yeah. Intimidating. Oh, I absolutely get that. I I am an extrovert and like social. I mean, as I'm getting older, I guess I do kind of see that shifting a little bit. But for a long time, from 25, 35, social was a huge part of my life. I mean, I felt fulfilled in that. I filled my cup when I got to be with my friends or date nights or whatever with friends. And and so, and I wouldn't say my husband's not social, but he definitely, again, like I said, it's just not as big a priority to him. So I, I have always made it important to me, but Nina, kind of like how you said, I do think as we kind of get a little older and even maybe right off the bat, I think as women and as mothers, we have so much on our plate that there is a little bit of like quality over quantity in friends that, you know, like you said, you vibe with somebody and you really know like, okay, this, this is a solid friend. This is a longtime friend. I can see a real, like, you know, a friendship, long-term support with her. And, um, and really in life, you just kind of need two or three of those. And like, and that people that see you through and see you through the bad and the good and see you through the kid crisis and the husband woes and all of it. Um, is it fun to have a lot of friends? Absolutely. But it's like, we really just have such limited social time as moms that you really just kind of want to put your efforts into women that kind of pay it back. It's a two-way street. You see that. And so sometimes I can kind of see how it's more, you can't be friends with everybody and you can't juggle everybody. And so it's like that little bit of quality over quantity. I, that sounds like harsh, but I think you're right. I think it's, it's exactly that quality over quantity. And honestly, when I think about it as a, maybe you guys can relate when I was in middle school, high school, you think like you have your best friend and then you have your best friends, like your group of friends. And you, I carried that with me for so long into adulthood. Like it was really hard for me to fall apart, have friendships fall apart or drift apart, not necessarily fall apart. I struggled with that. I I thought it was me. I took it personal. And now I'm going to be 34 and I'm like, that's so normal. People drift apart. It is absolutely natural and actually healthy. We all change. We all have different seasons of life. And I'm curious to know, as mothers now, how have you guys maybe slipped in friendships or what were some barriers that you experienced in friendships because of motherhood? So a couple of things come to mind for me. Um, I think barriers to friendship, like a big one can be like jealousies or judgment, um, insecurities, your own lack of self-confidence. I mean, I I, it's like Lauren and I do, I feel like we now can just like be our totally like craziest self. But like, I do feel like as women and especially with like the digital age and like all the pressures that we have in front of us all the time with the news and social media and everything, we're constantly like hard on ourselves as women. And we're constantly trying to like live up to a standard and all the things. And it, even though we're like mindful of it and we know that it's like a problem, like we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. 
at least for me personally, like I just totally am. And it's very easy for me sometimes to be like, get in my head or like, you know what I'm saying? Like barriers, like that I almost create in my head sometimes that like don't even exist really because of social media or like whatever. And so I don't know. And then I just think too, like Lauren said, like time, I've really noticed as my children have gotten older, um, when, when they were toddlers, it's like the best time ever to make mom friends when your kids are toddlers, because you have these totally like safe play dates that you can do where you're sitting in the park or you're at Chick-fil-A or something. It's like non-threatening. It's not weird. It's not awkward. You have the kids to kind of be a buffer, you know, and like be busy with and whatnot. But I will say like, yeah, it's funny as they've gotten older and we're at the baseball park at night and we're at dance and like, there's just not a lot of time for like those chill afternoons. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you can just like hang and like talk to people about where they're going on vacation or like what they're watching. Oh, did you see this on Netflix? Or like, you know, like whatever. I just don't find myself having a lot of that downtime. Do you, Lauren? No, I think that like, absolutely. So I, you're 34, Nina, I'm 37, almost 38 this year. My oldest is 12. And then I have nine-year-old twins, and then a six-year-old. So we're just slowly melding into that like preteen stage. And there is just the sports schedules and the juggle. And it really just, it is so fun with the toddler stage because it's still like your life. Like you're still managing day-to-day what you're doing. But as the kids get older, your life becomes so much of theirs and their time and their hobbies and interests and school. And it really like, you don't have the availability and flexibility like you once did. So that is like a new chapter I'm coming into that I'm adjusting to like, okay, my kids. And then like my son wants to go do stuff at nights. And I'm like, okay, you're not really a teenager. So you need rides and I have to wait for you and pick you up and all that thing. So that like, again, like kind of like, if it's a girl's night or a date night or something, it kind of just starts to interfere. And that's like an interesting adjustment. And I know all the moms out there with teenagers are well into this and totally know how this feels, but I'm new to that. Um, Kind of as you guys were talking about experiences or times where, um, Nina, what was your exact question? Now I'm just blanking, but I had a story to tell you. You said, you said, what, what do you think some of your barriers are as a mom and yes. how you let friendships slip because of mom yes. life. Right. Mom life. Um, I think because I did grow up here, like Sarah, I'm op- op- the opposite of Sarah. My, I don't have all my sisters in town anymore, but I do have family in town. And um, we have some like high school friends that we still connect and hang out with that are close. And that we have my, and then I have like Sarah and our girlfriend circle. And then we like have our neighborhood community. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed with it too, because you do want to maintain. And it. I know this goes totally against what I just said, quality over quantity. But sometimes I do kind of have these different circles of people that I I want to keep happy and answer to and keep up with and not let down and nurture those friendships. But point blank, like it's next to impossible. And I remember one time when I felt really sad, like I talking, I don't want to, I'm not going to mention whatever, but I didn't get invited on this trip that I totally kind of thought I would have gotten invited on with some girls and moms. Um, and I remember, and again, it was social media. Like we're like right in seventh grade. We see it on, and and I remember just kind of the sting and the hurt, like kind of, I felt like I was newer in the area. And so I thought maybe it was like one thing and maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But I also felt like, okay, I haven't invested enough time. It was kind of around COVID time and everyone socially was like different and more inside and away from people. And so, but nonetheless, whatever, it could hurt and it stung. And I remember just being like, bummed and it you know and it part of me felt motivated to do more and be a better friend but then part of me wanted to retreat and not and and not invest the time and the worst part is when it affects your children too i remember during that incident cuz yeah i was there for like supporting her through it kind of um and i just remember like yeah you were bummed for your kids and so it like becomes a whole nother thing when like your kids are even aware of things yeah, being friends, like having friends, I guess, as awesome and amazing as it is, there are some pressures, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, 
I mean, I have like an identical story to you, Lauren. It's so hard when you don't know where you stand, but you feel like you hold these people somewhere, right? For me, I hold everyone in my heart. And that's, it's kind of, it's like a good and a bad thing, right? I'm an empath. I want everyone to feel included and part of the group. But then when, as soon as I'm not included, I take it personal and almost like nine times out of 10, it's not personal, right? Especially like who has time for this high school stuff? But yeah, you're right, uh, Sarah, when it involves your kids, it's so much harder because right now, most of my friends that I would see day to day are like my neighbors. And if I see like a group of neighbors are doing something with their kids and I never heard about it, I'm like, well, my kid is watching from across the street and that sucks. And and I know it's not nothing malicious, but I 100% can relate to that. I totally agree. And so like, let's dive into social media. I mean, I know this is something that Lauren and I have talked so much about, like on and offline, like, because funny enough, I, we say all the time, like, we have just kind of seen the evolution of social media, like, from the conception, like, back to, what was it, MySpace? Oh, my gosh. And then, like, Facebook and, you know, all the things and, like, how it's kind of changed and, like, developed over time and whatnot. Can you imagine having to pick your top eight now, like, your top eight <laughs> on MySpace? Yeah, That would be so much drama. <laughs> Dude. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. It's so true. But what so we, we I, I feel like social media can really get a lot of hate, especially from the mom community sometimes. And, and rightly so. Rightly so. I get that. But Lauren and I have also said on our podcast, you can also use social media like to cultivate new friendships. And so like when you meet people like, I mean, go, go find them, go friend them. And then like, you know, casually start like commenting on their photos and liking their stuff or engaging Mm -hmm. with them on stories. And like, weirdly enough, we both have kind of like become friends with people through Instagram, funny enough. And like, I know that sounds so weird, but I do think that like you can use social media to serve you in ways that maybe you haven't thought of before. You know what I mean? Like just like being a thoughtful person. If you find someone like, you know, whatever at a baseball game, you're, you guys are chatting or like whatever you're like, Oh, she's a cool mom. Like maybe I'd love to like get to know her better. Like whatever. Um, yeah. Like go friend her, start interacting. And I mean, it's not creepy, right? That's not creepy. No, I no, I don't think I, it is. <laughs> I feel like in this day and age, it's so normal just to be on social media. And I think the generation, like the generation below us, we're millennials, right? So for us, we're kind of in that like weird spot. Like we are very techy, but we also, we know we're judged for it by our older generations. And then there's Gen Z who's like all tech. Um, But as far as, social media, I, I'm the biggest fan of making friends on social media because I have seen personally on my social media account, which accidentally became like an influential account. I have seen incredible things come out of it. I have seen friendships. I have seen communities come together. I have, um, I created a book club. I have a Facebook group and I have literal friends from on the internet that I talk to every day because of social media. I have moms that have come to me and told me they feel less alone. And that's partially why, why my podcast started in the first place. And the biggest thing is I've brought, I I don't want to say I did it myself, but I feel like my community of women has brought other women together in a way that we could never be together. And yeah, maybe we're not together in person, but I think social media is beautiful. And I also think it is what you make it. If you surround yourself with negativity and if you're constantly comparing and ripping yourself apart because of something on social media, then you are in the wrong space on social media, right? Right. No, and I kind of like how you mentioned, Nina, about boundaries. I think that you're setting healthy boundaries. Like I think people need to know themselves and set those boundaries with social media because I agree, like, I, I mean, I'm not like a super confident person, but like I, it's, it takes a lot to, you know, get to me. So 
to me as well, social media is a really fun, um, helpful, like encouraging space. It kind of brings me exactly networks, friends, connection. And so I agree, like, I like love it for all those reasons. And so I think, but if I think women, if we're prone to one feeling or the next or or whatnot is setting those boundaries of maybe who you follow and why, or maybe even time lengths or something like that, but just so that it feels like a happy, safe spot for you and not something that gets in your head and not something that is harmful. Um, no, I love what you said. That's so amazing and brilliant that you have been able to support this community in that way and build your own community and a network that has like helped you and served you and other women. That's like so amazing. And the biggest compliment Sarah and I can get for our podcast, and we have a few reviews that just say they feel like they're sitting down with their girlfriends and they're having lunch with their girlfriends. I mean, we're just kind of all over the board and chatty and funny and crazy. But I think that is the huge compliment that we can feel like women feel connected to us. They feel like we're friends. We admire them for being there and like the support from them. And if they enjoy us or even one little thing we've said, like we feel like, oh, great, we've done the job, the job we're here to do. I love that. Because really like motherhood, especially in those like early, early years, those were hard years for me. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like I... I went from like having a corporate job and making my own money and like just feeling so like fulfilled in different ways. And I I don't know, like I motherhood, like how to explain it? I don't know. It was, it was a transition for me. And like, I am obsessed with my kids now. Like, but I will say like that newborn baby stage, like I had no idea what I was doing breastfeeding, sleep training, all the things. I read zero books before I had my first. I was just so lost and I was so isolated. I had quit my job. I was so like, I won't, I won't say depressed. I would never, I don't think I would calculate myself with postpartum like ever, but I just can remember the days being long and like the, the nights being longer and like waking up and like just having anxiety and stress about like, am I doing this right? Am I, you know, whatever. And then you just can so quickly get so wrapped up in the momming of the day to day that like you're totally forgetting about yourself and what you need as a woman, as you know, like your relationship even. So, I mean, it's, it can be hard to prioritize things. Yeah. So I have, I'm in the like little young toddlers phase right now. And you two are not. So I'm actually really curious. I'm going to tell you how I think the best way for me to find friendships right now is. And then I'm curious to hear what you will have to say, because I think a lot of our listeners, yeah, they love to hear our stories and stuff. But like, what what about the moms who are introverts and don't have these easily made friendships? They don't live in a neighborhood that, you know, I want them to hear what our tips are on that, because I think we have different perspectives. So for me... I'll tell you, I when I was pregnant with my son, I immediately joined a Facebook group called May 2018 Babies. So I found out, and it was through the app Wonder Weird. It was uh, through one of the like pregnancy apps. I found out that there are Facebook groups for every month that a baby's born of that year. And you can request to join if you're due that month. And I happened to join one blindly, like just to like, you know, be part of a community. Well, the group dwindled down, you know, people left and some people joined. Eventually it came down to like 60 of us and probably about 20 of us are active in the group. We are so close. We have been friends since like our babies were born. We talk all the time. We are friends on Facebook. So for anyone that's listening, who's pregnant or has a really young baby or young kid, literally just search on Facebook, May 2022 baby or whatever. There are so many groups out there. And then as far as when your child is a young toddler, my favorite way so far has been going to community things like um, trampoline parks and uh, indoor things for when it's cold, parks when it's uh, warm out. And then the library is a really good spot. So I'm curious to hear what about what do you guys have to say about that? 
Oh, yes. The library is so fun. I can remember so many times going to the cute little library classes. My sister has recently moved to a smaller town up in Oregon, and and she's very good about putting herself out there. I've always like admired watching her um, put herself out there. She is queen of like inviting people for dinner. And that is a little like I'll even say out of my realm to know that, A, I'm hosting, I'm cooking. I have to sit in forced conversation, good or bad, for an X amount of time. So she's always been so good at that. And um, and so that's like super impressive. And, and I think that's a big ask, but of course, always an option. But things that I think that have been very useful for me, like through the years, um, for sure, our church group is a huge part of my life. And so that is kind of also like some built-in buddies that we see on Sundays. And then there's like youth activities. And so um, luckily my kids have that like right off the bat, but, and, and, and as do I um, kind of as well, some women's groups and like activities and, and, you know, nights that they do. And so that's been like a great option for me all these years. But, um, and then also I think kind of just getting involved with the school too is a great option. Um, Volunteering, like sometimes we have one or two moms doing the, the copying together or, you know, there might be committees or even the parent board, but it definitely kind of like throws you in cold turkey to kind of get to work, but also working with people that are in your community and at your schools. And I think that's a great way as well. So for me, like if we're talking about like different stages of life and how it's kind of changed over time, um, my my youngest was in preschool this year. So I had like a little window of time where I had nobody at home, which is crazy when school was in session. And I think the times where I was able to like meet up with neighborhood ladies without children during the day, like a school day was, was super awesome because I feel like I don't, you're kind of in the same stage of life at that point. And I know that can be intimidating, but like taking the initiative to, Hey, come over for like, whatever, a a cookie or like a midday or a brunch or like whatever. And I know that can be like overwhelming too. Like Lauren just said, like, you might not want people to see your house or you might not feel super confident in whatever your decorations or furniture, like whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I just feel like people a, everybody wants friends. Everybody wants to be invited. And that type of thing, I think, is just really fun. When you can go kid-free, you know, when they're at school, you kind of have a time limit because, okay, preschool's over in two hours. I've got to run. But, like, you're getting some FaceTime in, and that's worked out really nice for me. Also, just hearing Sarah, I think also another, like, great thing is, like, doing a girl's night, maybe three to four to five women, because it kind of takes the pressure off you to have like those direct conversations and you kind of have more group conversation. And again, I think always off the bat, you kind of know who you're driving with more so than others, but it kind of alleviates that pressure of just like stress, face-to-face, like conversation. What if it dries up, whatever. And maybe you're doing like a bachelor night, or maybe you're doing like a dinner, or maybe you're doing desserts or swimming or the hot tub or something fun. But um, I think that's a great way to kind of like pull the pressure back from you yourself specifically, but then also you're making a few friends, maybe not just even one. And I guess like the only other thing I would say to follow up on that is like, keep the momentum alive. Like when you do feel like you've met someone and like you are vibing, like kind of text here and there, like, or like comment on their like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, like keep the momentum going. And then like invite them over, invite the kids to go play, like whatever, like that would just be like follow through, I guess. And like, especially show up if they need something. And that's like the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I have a girlfriend I follow on social media. Her name is Brittany Ostafi. She has a podcast too. She actually does a day. I don't know if it's weekly or daily. She does it a weekly or daily to-do list. And one of the items on her to-do list is someone to check in with today. So I think that's a great idea. Like it can be a different person every day. Hey, thinking about you, hope you're doing well. I love that. And that goes so far in my book. Yeah. Like just I feeling, would love to get yes, just feeling thought of. <laughs> that's so sweet. Nina, I know when you're thinking of like that quality friend and like a good friend that you're going to kind of maybe see through, what are some of the like qualities that are important to you in a girlfriend? So I'm a big 
I'm an anagram too. I don't know if you guys follow anagrams. <laughs> and I love words of affirmation. So people that are checking in with me, um, talking to me, ver- like verbalizing things, I don't necessarily need to spend time with someone to know that they're there. Like just checking in saying, hey, I'm thinking about you right now. Those are huge for me, the qualities of someone that is checking in on me. I also, as far as like a person in general, someone that I can trust and someone that I know has my back and I don't have to constantly check in with in order for them to stay my friend, if that makes sense. Because right now I'm in the thick of motherhood, as you know, and it's my, sometimes my text messages go on red and then I feel like a jerk because... I haven't responded. I I want someone that can be understanding of that and understand that there are different seasons of life. I also really look for women who are uplifting and yeah, maybe will let me vent, but also be like, hey, like simmer down. <laughs> like it's love, okay. Love that. <laughs> because but you know, there are certain friends that will do that and some that just aren't comfortable, depending on your friendship level. What about you guys? What do you look for in a friend? Oh, I think all the same things, honesty. I honestly, like I it's funny, like I said, I want someone who will just show up like without me necessarily needing to ask. Like if I go dark or if I like am feeling overwhelmed or whatever, like I know that they'll come through. I know that they'll like have my back and I don't have to like pretend or put any like pretenses on it. Like that's the best for me. I don't know, what about you? I think something you had said, um, it's funny because I think one of the reasons Sarah and I have had such a long lasting solid friendship is because of kind of the confidence and understanding we've had of each other. I wouldn't say that one. I mean, yes. And when she goes dark or something more so, but I would say as well, like Sarah and I have always like just kind of understood each other and there hasn't had to be so much of this, like kind of how you said, like, um, Hand, yeah, like hold her hand. And if I, if she's, I, I don't hear from her for a day. I'm not questioning everything I ever did or said to her. Like, it is just like, we understand life is happening and we're very much a part of it. But at the same time, like, you know, we, we, we understand that like there's day to day. And I think that's like, you know, and that's hard to come to because I do think when you get back to like the dating thing, you question like everything you ever did, but like as well with like a girlfriend, you just kind of get in your head like, oh, did I say something? I haven't heard for like, why? And I know that comes a lot with time. So it's like, not everyone is going to get that right away. But I think, yeah, I think support. um, I think someone you can laugh with, have the same sort of humor, personality, like same interests obviously go a long way, but it's fun to like learn from each other different things too. Sarah and I are like almost polar opposites in a lot of ways, not in every way, but a lot of ways we are. I am more of kind of like whatever winging it in life. And she is very detail oriented. And so it's like, you know, but I do think that's like what makes us what we are and it enhances each other in, in for the better. And a huge factor that we have to say is someone who will like show up for your kids too. Like who loves your kids, who, you know, like we call it like sister wives kind of like yeah. who they kind of consider they trust, they feel safe with. And like, that's a huge factor for me. That's literally what I have written down in my notes is somebody who is going to be part of my child's life and show up for me in the moment that I'm living as a mom and just like love my kids. I mean, you don't have to like my kids, but just love them. And, <laughs> I love that. Um, that's so true. Because how many times are we like, oh, because I roll. They're so annoying right now. But to like yeah, actually, yeah. yes, love them and be like a constant in their life. That's huge. No, Nina, we we just love this discussion so much. And I think it looks so different for everybody. Like we're all living in different places at different points in our lives. We're in different parts of our motherhood journeys all at this time. And like it can be really overwhelming for some, but I guess it's just like a message of trying. Like you're you never know when you're gonna meet somebody and then just like putting yourself out there, follow through, be the friend that you want, essentially. And it'll come. It will come. I've, I continue to make friends to this day. Like I literally do. I really appreciate this conversation. I think it's a really important topic to discuss because not everyone is like the three of us, right? We can sit here and talk and we can 
we're a little bit, yeah, you say you're an introvert, but you're extroverted enough to be doing a podcast, right? So there are people who may struggle in that area a little bit more. And I really hope that all of our listeners got something out of this and can at least relate. Like we're all just a little bit the same, you know? I totally agree. I love it. Yeah, Nina, thank you so much. It's really fun to hear other insight and you're diff- you're across the country in a different region and just hearing your experiences. Really though, it, it, exactly. We all are in this together and we're all in this same little chapter and season and motherhood is beautiful and amazing, but challenging and like hard too. And so when we hear these insights and I think people and women can relate, I think it's encouraging to know like we can do this and we can all come out with, you know, friendships, having fun, having, finding joy, you know, in this whole journey. Okay, Lauren. Well, that was fun. Oh my yeah, gosh. She was a delight. She's really sweet. And I loved all the things she had to say today. Oh, how fun is Nina? And I guess just like wrapping it up, a few final, final thoughts on our side is like, We just want to encourage any of you out there who might be, you know, feeling lonely or isolated or in those long, hard days to just get out there, like go to the park, put yourself out there, start, start asking for the digits, you guys. (laughs) Right. And, you know, and even the thought that came to mind, even maybe reconnect. I know things get busy or the pandemic pushed us all aside, but maybe reconnect with some old friends or girls that, you know, still live in the area. It might even be even more fun or easier to like reconnect with old friends too. Such a good idea with family, cousins, things like that. That's such a good idea. I love that. Well, guys, we are so happy that you joined us today. Come back next Monday for a brand new episode we will be here. If you are new to the show, please take a moment to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever. We would really appreciate it. And then if you enjoyed what you heard today, please make sure to go leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you're listening. It really does help. And we are forever grateful. You can find Lauren and I on Instagram, TikTok at... Yes, the Mom Voice Podcast. We are there. You can go see what we look like, what our kids look like. If you have any questions or feedback or comments for us, go DM us there and that's where you can find us. So with that, Lauren, is there anything else? That's going to do it today. Take care of each other. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.